0: Welcome back to Hacking the Truth. Uh, I'm here with Bob Wallace. I'm James Shrinkle Clements. And Bob, I had sent you uh, via text a quote by Vernon Howard, one of our favorite people. And you text me back and we talked about it and decided to talk about that quote. And I'll read it and we'll just go from there. Uh, It is, I will show you what to do the next time you do not know what to do about a problem. Ask yourself, what would I do if there were no me to either promote or protect? Ask this over and over, even though not understanding its meaning. A sensing of its hidden power will arrive. In relief, inner clouds will turn to clear skies. The problems with people will vanish. Saying, if there was no me to either promote or protect. Okay. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think we need to expand a little bit on me. So who's me? Uh, you know, Everybody says, well, of course, that's me. It's my physical body. That's my personality. That's me. But the reality is most people identify with all kinds of things. You know, we were talking about football a little bit earlier. Let's say you go to a football game and you just watch the game and you see the tug and the back and forth and the game's over and you just enjoyed yourself. You didn't care who won. You're not attached in the least to that. Let's assume you have a favorite. Right? And your favorite team loses and you say, oh, that's too bad. So you have very light attachment to it. And you can keep going step after step until you're watching a South American soccer team and you insult one of the players and somebody in in the stands kills you for it, which is extreme attachment. So there's all kinds of levels. We're attached to our families, our jobs, our careers, our reputations, uh, our clubs, our, our political party, our country. I mean it just goes on and on. So, there's a lot of things to promote and protect, if that's the case for you.
0: Well, I wrote something this morning. Uh, Your body is not you, but a projection of what you believe yourself to be. So what our emotional attachment to a game or whatever is what we're projecting that what we believe we are, we're right. We want our team to win, or are we for social justice, or but that's really not us. It's just a projection of who we believe ourselves. What? Who are we really? It's what we're trying to yeah, say. Yeah. If
1: your team loses, you mope around for a week and you're all discouraged and depressed because your team lost the game. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's funny, but for these people, it's very serious.
0: Well, I think we just had an election which people were very attached to. And that's a better example of how emotional people become involved in and believing they are right. They're not right. Are they wrong? To what degree are they right?
1: Right. Well, we're getting into duality. Okay. Exactly. That's right. And I've been hearing this more now, and this is part of the divisiveness in our country. You're either for us or you're against us. Right. You're right or you're wrong. You're illuminated or enlightened, or you're, you're an idiot, or you're ignorant. Right? May just the, the divisions go on and on, you're either one or the other.
0: Well I think a lot of that comes about because we're told from the beginning by parents, religion, whatever, everyone is created equal. Yes, we're created equal, we all have innate consciousness of our Creator within us, but we are not all equal on earth. We have different intellectual levels. We come from different cultures, different Mm -hmm. countries. So we are vastly different. When I used to hear this term about, well, we need to have a certain group of people in school and go to this college because diversity is our strength. Well, diversity can be your strength if that position is earned. But if it is not, and just given to a person or a group of people into this group, diversity divides, and it causes resentment, causes blowback, Mm -hmm. causes hurt feelings, and eventually causes anger and rejection, which is exactly the opposite
1: of what you were trying to do. Sure. And, you know, another thing, you know, I was talking to you about that quote was what he's trying to get you to do is, is to realize that That me, that we have, our personalities, our beliefs, our culture, everything we learn from our parents, our domestication, there's something that's watching that inside of us. Mm -hmm. When we get mad or we get sad or we're annoyed, there's something that's aware of that, being annoyed or that mad. And that's your space that you can have, and you can make that space bigger, where you can decide what you want to do, so that you're not consumed by your emotions and some people call it the, the Observer. and It's got other names as well. But it's basically The Watcher, The Observer. Yeah, it's an awareness that we have that we need to cultivate. That's one of the reasons why meditation is, is valuable because you watch your thoughts. You don't let your thoughts grab your complete attention so that you are your thoughts for that particular moment. You just watch them come and go, like birds flying across the sky. You just watch them. And you can take that and use that to make better decisions because everything is not about protecting or promoting yourself.
0: Uh, well here's uh, another quote by Vernon Howard. When thinking about religion or politics or anything else you might say, I believe this to be true. Pause a moment right here to do something hel- some healthy self-investigation. Ask would I feel guilty or insecure by not taking this is true or might I ask would I miss a feeling of excitement by dropping this belief the intelligent probing helps you to see things as they are not as you are it's like removing an obstacle pair of distorting glasses to see things clearly with your own eyes. But I think that that statement when I feel guilty or insecure by not taking this is true. Most people will never ever entertain that
1: possibly what they believe is not true. Right. You know Mark Manson talks about that. He says the denial of the truth is a failure. It is. Right. Remember Jack Nicholson in that famous movie with Tom Cruise? Uh, You can't handle handle the the truth. truth. Yeah. Right? And so that's a legitimate question we should ask ourselves is how much truth can we handle before we reject it? It's just too much for us to, you know, they say, sometimes they say truth is an ugly baby. Well. It is,
0: but I think the reason we can't handle the truth, or a lot of people can't, is because their foundation is on such shaky ground, because they've been programmed by parents and society to believe a certain way, but they never truthfully came to this conclusion by exploring, by learning, by failure. All these things bring about experience i think especially in today's society we're mistaking information for experience people read it and they believe they've experienced that so that's true let me tell you if you've never hiked in alaska and you read about it you think you know what it's about i've been to alaska go to alaska and go hiking (laughs) holy a lot different than here in florida so you haven't had that experience. You can't possibly until you do it. But when you're dealing with the
1: intellect, people really believe that their thoughts are true. Yeah, and I agree with everything he said in that second quote. Although it actually illustrates a general principle, if you start asking questions about your beliefs, about your reactions, about your emotions, it triggers you to be in that awareness. So you're separating yourself from them and looking at them, realizing they're really not you. They're just automatic responses, right? And you're choosing whether to file that automatic response or not.
0: I call it, when you call the watcher or the witness, I viewed it as I'm going to stand back in a certain situation. It could have been at work. It could have been in family. And I've said this before, don't argue with a tornado of it. If they're arguing in a corner of the room, don't go join the discussion, okay? Because they'll all turn on you. Mm -hmm. But my point is, I would stand back and I would watch the movie. That's what I called what I was Mm -hmm. doing. I don't want to get, let me just watch the movie and then decide if I want to get involved. 99% of the time, I did not get involved.
1: Right. And likewise, you're just doing that same thing in your head Mm -hmm. when it's your body having to fight, your emotions having to fight. So you're just standing back and you're looking at it. And most of the time, they'll pass. You know, it's the same idea of wait 24 hours before you send a letter. Right, and usually usually you throw it in the garbage can. You're just doing it internally. And so, and again, this is a skill that you develop. It's a quality that you develop over time. And And the reason you know, we're really talking about this is the result of the last time we talked together. And that is that our country is going into hard times, and they may be worse than we think. The usual source of our help, the government, is not able to help us. they got their own problems, their own divisions, their own inefficiencies to deal with. Right? So it's really up to us to get as good as we can. And if we are, have high anxiety and depression and these type of things because of what's going on, we say, oh, isn't it terrible? This is awful. We can't do anything about this then we're going to have ill health and we're going to be less able to solve problems in our own personal lives. And that's really why we're talking about all this. We need this more than ever to develop these skills.
0: So if you're going to start developing these skills, first you you must realize that the world is crazy, that you can't make sense of it. And I've said this to people many times, do not try to make sense of the world. There is no way to do it. Know yourself first, understand human nature, and then you can begin to at least look at the world without a jaundice point of view and say, maybe that's just the natural progression, as we talked about last time, what society's mm-hmm. going
1: through. You cannot fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Manson talks a lot about that. He says, you know, don't expect to be happy and positive and everything go your way and everybody admire you. says, so that's what we think we're do. That's what all this, a lot of this, uh, I forget what we call that, that happened in the, in the 70s and 80s where they would give kids trophies. For doing nothing, everybody got to be. That was their expectation. Well, that was later in seventy. No, it was more like nineties and two thousand. Yeah, eighty and nineties and happened. Yeah. Participation trophies. Yeah, participation trophies. That we need to not have these expectations. Everything is going to go well. Look at what's the first rule of Buddhism? Life is painful. Yes. Right.